Amaris Campbell, founder and CEO of Kimia. I'm really passionate about helping pharma sales team to feel confident about using technology to engage healthcare professionals. I'm really interested in the human element of digital transformation. And to explore this topic further, I'm interviewing inspiring pharma leaders to share their perspective. I'm delighted to welcome Sebastian Knoll today. Uh, Sebastian, great to have you here. Thank you, Manaz. It's a real pleasure to be with you today. Uh, well, let me tell you a little bit of background about Sebastian. Sebastian has over 10 years of experience of working in a variety of roles involved in providing technology solutions to pharma industry. He's currently a director of multi-channel strategy with Viva Systems in Europe. And prior to that, Sebastian worked in various companies in one way or another involved in te providing technology solutions for pharma industry. So he really knows this area and is an expert in this field. Uh, Sebastian and I met last year. Uh, it was actually um, one of the leaders in Norgin that put us in touch indirectly uh, and we met. And um, the reason Norgin felt so strongly to get us to, to be introduced to Vivo was because they had a very positive experience with Kimia Reset and its impact it had in improving use of Viva Engage and connection with healthcare professionals. So they made a strong recommendation and referred us to Viva. And that's how I met Sebastian and started talking about this topic. And it's been a great pleasure uh, being involved with you, Sebastian. One of the key priorities in pharma right now that everybody talks about is digital transformation. And when people talk about digital transformation, the focus is often on artificial intelligence, data analysis, and omnichannel uh, engagement and all the stuff to do with the technology. Not many people talk about the human transformation of digital and particularly the impact it's having on the sales force and their role in HCP engagement. What I really liked about Sebastian from the moment I met him was that although his focus is in improving technology solutions, he really understands the human element of this and has a keen interest in this topic. So uh, I'm kind of like, did excited to get your perspective on this, Sebastian. So if I may, I was going to ask you some questions so you can share your views on this. Yes, sure, of course. Yeah. Uh, I guess my first question is, Sebastian, as, the, as a, a pharmaceutical industry leading provider of technology, Viva Systems must have been extremely busy over the pandemic. But yeah. do you feel the global leaders selling the concept of digital transformation well enough to their workforce? That's, that's actually a great question, Manas. Thank you for asking. I would say that the, the straightforward answer is uh, actually no, not yet, not enough, uh, because we still see some uh, uh, people being hesitant, even in the, with the global leaders, with the top management of, of our customers in the pharma industry. They're still wondering you know, if they need to, to really push further to, to, to make it happen. Obviously, on my side, thinking about people, you know, and uh, really thinking beyond technology, my, my answer to them is really, yes, go for it. It's really important. It's really crucial for you, for your organization, and also for your teams internally to make sure that you, you drive this uh, digital transformation. And people need you. They really need to make sure that they, they embrace your vision and you, they really understand what, where you want to go all together as a whole organization. Mm -hmm. Of course, this is, this is a journey. This, this is taking time, but that's all right. Uh, each pharma company is going step by step. They have, all of them, their own journey to, to, to move forward with, and that's okay. Uh, they won't go at the same pace. 
but make sure, of course, as a family leader, that you, you move forward and you, you bring your people to the next level because uh, we see already that if you don't do it, uh, probably you will get late. And, uh, and at some point, there may be a risk also for the whole organization at some point, yeah. So, yes, it's not enough. Uh, they need to, to push further, but they need to do it in the right way. Uh, this is also very important. It's not just about pushing people to do something without understanding why it makes sense. And this is very important. Why we need to move forward together, why digital makes sense in combination with, of course, face-to-face. -face. We want to make sure that we have the best of both worlds here for, for everybody, for the organization internally, for, for your people internally, your employees, but also for the healthcare professionals. Mm -hmm. so communication will be really key here. Make sure that you communicate in the right way and you really deliver the right messages that will make sense in your own organization. Mm -hmm. If you do that, people probably will understand. But it's, again, it's a journey, so it's going to take some time. Yes. I love the way you put it as a journey because, and I think your recommendation is really sound because different companies are different rates of transformation. But maybe yes. now is a good time for everybody to take a pause and say, where are we now? Oh, and yes. What it be? And as long as there's a momentum and improvement in the right direction, then everybody would move forward in that journey. And, and and you're, you're completely right. You're completely right, Manas, because I think the past two years, I think we all reflected on that. It, it was a bit crazy, probably too crazy sometimes, right? With the whole acceleration, the lockdowns because of COVID. What, what, what do we do? Where should we go? Uh, and, and it was too much, uh, too, too many things to do at the mm -hmm. same time. Yeah. It's the right time, you're right, Manas, to pause a little bit, reflect, really think about where you want to go and take some strategic decisions for your organization as a pharma company. I fully agree. Perfect. I guess my next question is around um, the sales representative. And mm -hmm. when all these changes happening and everybody's talking about the next shiny things and often the yes. shiny things is the tech, how do we convince pharmaceutical sales reps that your tools are not going to replace them? Yes, it's very important. Um, the first thing I would like to say here, uh, especially also for, for, for the field reps, of course, if some of them are, are, are listening to us now, are watching us, we will never replace you. It's impossible. We need people. We need human beings to have relationships with other people. So with healthcare professionals in, in our case, in our industry. Of course, this is really critical to make sure that we keep moving forward all together and uh, and we have this relationship that we are building to, for, for better business, of course, and uh, better outcomes. The tools, the technology is here to support uh, the field teams. It brings a lot of changes, definitely. And I fully understand why, of course, uh, some people are concerned and are wondering you know, what their job will look like maybe in one or two years or maybe in the future. That's completely normal. And uh, again, it's part of the whole job of, uh, management at all stages, top management, uh, first line managers to really make sure that they explain in the right way why the technology will be a benefit for, for the reps, for the key account managers, but also for the MSS on the medical side. It's here to help, it's here to support, it's here to make sure that you provide the best possible interactions and services also to your healthcare professionals who are also people more and more digital Right? They're also changing a lot. 
And that's why we are working with you. Uh, that's really what we want to do. So again, we're not here to replace you, but it's, it's a lot of changes. So one thing that is really important, and I think this is something that maybe uh, was a kind of gap during the past two years, uh, we all need uh, to make sure that you have the right empowerment with the right skills, meaning the soft skills, you know, how to make sure that what you do with the sales, with, with the healthcare professionals, which is face-to-face -face calls right before uh, the pandemic, most of the time, how do you make sure that you do that also very successfully in a digital setting with remote engagement, with some of these new emerging channels that could be also more than that, right? Uh, with the chat messaging apps, with the phone calls also that we see more and more, there are so many things going on right now. How to make sure that you really transpose these skills that you know very well face to face, but also in the, the digital world. And this is something that of course, uh, the whole organization needs to support you with. Uh, maybe they can rely on Kimia of course, to help you with that because of course, Kimia had the capability to do that. Maybe it's also about uh, how to have better training internally. There are many, many things to discuss to make sure that you will be uh, well prepared, of course, to deliver a new way of working with healthcare professionals. Well, I love what you said there. I, I agree with you. I think the sales representative sales teams are the glue that make oh, all yes. of us stick together because knowledge, data, information without insight and you know, human understanding is just data. And I think um, I actually personally think it's a really exciting time for the sales profession in pharma because yes. providing people are given the autonomy and freedom to orchestrate the you know various ways of communicating, whether it being telephone, email, you know, um, through like um, video platform or face to face, so that sales individuals can actually bring the whole interaction to life and kind of like exactly. And, and you raise a very very important point here, uh, Mernas. It's true that we see also more and more data with all these digital interactions, right? Mm -hmm. the, the wealth of data, sometimes it's so huge that of course for, for, pe for people like us, for human beings, it can be difficult to, to, to treat, to, to, to manage all the data, right? And really understand what's going on. So yes, of course, we speak also about having maybe artificial intelligence, having machine learning to support the data process, uh, which is, is key for us because we won't be able to, to digest all the data. But at the end of the day, uh, this is still here to support people's decisions, field team's decisions, who will take the final decision about what really makes sense for the healthcare professionals. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So Sebastian, from your experience, what have been the biggest barriers to adoption of digital technology across Europe? Well, I guess, I guess the biggest barrier is probably Again, the lack of uh, really awareness and, uh, and communication around you know, why, why we really want to include technology in the overall uh, organization and also the overall engagement model with healthcare professionals. So that's, that's definitely something that needs to be improved even today, ongoing communication, making sure that uh, people really understand why it makes sense and why the outcomes are really positive with healthcare professionals. Probably the second one, I see really two actually here. The second one is really uh, the, the skills, the soft skills, the empowerment of the field teams, but also their managers, right? Making sure that people are empowered with the right skills and really uh, 
understand how to do that, of course, with, uh, with uh, healthcare professionals and with the new tools, because activating a tool is easy, definitely, but it's not enough. Uh, you need to make sure that people really understand not just how to use it, because you can do that by looking at a manual most of the time, right? Uh, but making sure that you really understand how to do this job beyond the tools. So it's really, again, about the soft skills. Uh, it's about, you know, making sure that you, you know, how to do a, effectively a, a remote engagement because some of the things you do remotely will be different if you compare with a face-to-face -face call, right? It's, it's quite different. Making sure that you use your content wisely also remotely because most of the time doctors will expect you to share content. So being very knowledgeable about your content making sure that you, you, you're the expert, basically, when you share your content remotely with the doctors. They will love that, definitely, also. And, uh, and also making sure that you pause, you ask questions, you, you have, you have this, uh, this way of having you know, an, an active discussion, but also you are listening with active listening. So it, it's part of, a, of an overall set of soft skills that uh, you need to acquire or you need to reinforce because you probably have some of these skills already with the job you do in face-to-face in -face with healthcare professionals. So the, these steps and these skills are really critical to make sure that uh, you, re you remove some of these barriers. And uh, if you do that, definitely, it will make more sense, of course, for everybody in the organization. And I think that area of the softer skills has been an area that maybe was overlooked because everybody was moving so fast. Definitely. So it was really overlooked. People mm -hmm. thought at the beginning, back two years ago that, you know, we activate it, we're in lockdown, so this should come naturally, which mm -hmm. is not a good. You need to make sure that people really understand how to do it. Mm -hmm. And I think what's really encouraging, Sebastian, is we've done some research and, you know, capturing the evidence from Viva Engage to yes. monitor the transformation of teams' behavior. And those teams who've got the recipe right in terms of having the right soft skills, both in terms of using various channels of communication and yes. also um, the questioning technique, they have dramatically increased their face-to-face -face contact and the quality of that contact, contact. But also they dramatically increased their digital interactions as well. And, you know, I was talking to a sales manager earlier on this week, they were saying before we were going coverage and frequency, one contact quarter one, coverage and frequency quarter two, and it was just four kind of like disjointed communication would have with healthcare professionals during a year but now by upskilling their softer skills they, they have a lot more contact with healthcare professionals because the healthcare professional wants data from them and it becomes more of a journey so they have much more touch points so they're moving along with the healthcare professionals along that journey and that has really increased the confidence of I think health. I think you're completely right and you you just mentioned something very important actually if you do it right, you, you're really going to improve the overall experience, not just for your field teams, but also for the healthcare professionals. Mm -hmm. And you, you can, you're right, this is something we, we do observe, I, I fully agree with you. You can, you can increase uh, the number of touch points, uh, that's something you can do. And also I think very important, you really increase the overall quality of your interactions with health professionals, which is going for sure to lead to better prescription behaviors uh, at the end. So how do you think, Sebastian, we could make sure that multi-channel engagement is about adding value to the relationship and not just about increasing interactions? 
Yes, great point. So I was just mentioning quality. I think this is one of the things that uh, pharma companies really need to focus on right now. Um, you don't want to have probably too, a, a too big in, a too big increase of uh, of your touch points all the time because we heard about that also during the lockdowns and the, the pandemic uh, during the past two years. Too many emails, for example, or too many phone calls or whatever you can do to reach healthcare professionals sometimes, it can be too much. And if the content is meaningless or if you don't have something new to share with healthcare professionals, if, you, if you're not really here to help or just push some product messages, well, probably healthcare professionals will get a bit bored and tired and they will say no at some point and they will, they, they will shut the door. So you need to be careful with that. Uh, the real point I believe is really around the customer experience. Make sure that you leverage all these channels in combination with face-to-face, -face, of course, to really build these journeys, campaigns that really make sense for healthcare professionals. And it's not just about the channels here, very important. What kind of value do you want to bring to the healthcare professionals? So what kind of content do you really want to deliver across all these new digital channels in combination with face-to-face? -face? Mm -hmm. If you do this right, the quality will be here, definitely, and it will make a big difference. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. And I think that's where the human element comes in. That's the oh, role yes. of the sales professionals in pharma, because then instead of just auto-pushing marketing messages to the healthcare professionals, the sales representative can actually personalize that based on the preference of, of healthcare professionals. And I think that is the exciting part about the future of sales in our industry. Um, and the role that the reps could play. Um, one, of the, one of the things I've noticed like over the last two years, the pandemic, um, post-pandemic ACP um, expectations changed. Uh, they really want virtual, they want face-to-face, -face, and maybe they wanted like a different split compared to what it was before. Um, what do you observe in terms of the trends uh, of um, split between face-to-face -face and remote engagement. Do you think the balance is shifting back to more face-to-face -face or is it more like 50-50 now? It's, it's also a very interesting question because I think we are right in the middle of a, of a trend and we still need to, to wait a bit more to really understand where we, we will land. Um, basically, I can tell you that during the past months, um, like, you know, uh, from uh, end of 2021, around September, October, up until early 2022, we definitely saw uh, a drop in uh, the engage meetings uh, that we have in Viva and I guess overall for all the remote engagements. Not a surprise, uh, especially in Europe, because we, we know that we, we had kind of less COVID infections to some extent, even, even if, uh, of course, uh, Omicron uh, came. But at the same time, we saw uh, also uh, more and more field reps, uh, you know, pushing to go back uh, to meet the healthcare professionals face to face. And this is something we expected. Of course, people were just very keen to catch up again and to meet. Uh, this is something we all need needed to do. Now, interestingly, uh, one or two months ago, we started to see again uh, the engaged meetings and the remote engagements coming back with higher volumes, also a pretty high usage of, uh, of, the, of the field teams, you know, of Engage. 
So what does it mean? Does it mean that doctors are saying, yes, I really want this uh, mix of channels and I really want to be in a hybrid engagement model. So we had a catch up face to face, but we can't do that all the time as we used to do before. No, let's make sure that we have also the remote meetings together. This is my guess. I think this is something that we will see within the next few months, uh, also with the data we have. Uh, and this is also basically what most healthcare professionals are telling us when we ask a question or when you do a survey. So I think with the data we have also, uh, we will be able to, to monitor this and see what will be the trend. I have no doubt we will land at a mix of face-to-face -face interactions, digital interactions. What will be the split? 50-50, 60-40? I don't think there's one single answer here. It will also depend the strategy of each pharma company, but also the therapeutic areas. And it will it will make a big difference for some of them. I'll be um, watching with key interest to see what's your observation and how that's shifting over the next few, few months. Um, yes. But um, it, it seems to me that HCPs have preference around some type of communication. They prefer that to be done face-to-face, -face, like if it's a launch product, new information. Correct. But if it's continuation of implementation of a project, like touch points in terms of moving the pro pro project forward, uh, other means like telephone, email, uh, remote engagement could actually yes. be quick and swift. Um, rather than waiting to arrange another meeting to meet face-to-face, -face, they can have a quick exchange of email to get the pertinent data. So I think there's a combination of sales teams finding their comfort zone, the balance between face-to-face yes. -face and remote, but also HCPs openly sharing their um, preferences. And that exactly one individual to another, yeah. And, and you're right, and, uh, and, and you're completely right. I mean, even for the healthcare professionals, it won't be one single answer, right? Uh, that's why personalized engagement will become more critical. Need, you will need to make sure that you find, in an omni-channel world, mm -hmm. you'll be able to select the right channels, not all channels, but the right channels for a specific healthcare professional, making sure that you address the needs, yes. Yeah. Well, um, my last question, Sebastian, is, you know, you, Viva Systems provides um, high quality um, digital tools for pharma across sales, marketing, uh, medical. Yeah. Um, when we're talking about this, we both acknowledge that there is a need for um, internal cultural change and behavior to embrace yes. this technology. Um, in your view, how could companies go about achieving this positive internal culture? so they can get the maximum return on the investment they made on their technology? Yes, it's, a, it's also a very, very good question. Um, I think it's really about mindset to start with, uh, making sure that you, you do acknowledge that uh, things have changed and uh, the technology is really here to help you achieve bigger goals, a bigger vision that you have for your, for your organization. So that's, that's something that needs to happen across the whole organization. Uh, this is something that will happen for all the teams. Uh, we speak about sales teams, marketing teams, but medical teams here, making sure that, you know, they start working more and more together, collaborate more and more together. And if they do that, they will also realize that the tools, the technology is already here, existing to support the, the overall um, collaboration, working mm -hmm. together. That's something very important. And again, this will, uh, of course, will be possible only if you change step-by-step step the mindset of people and make you make sure that you 
you empower them and you provide them with the right, uh, of course, uh, trainings and coaching to, to, to do this change and to get new positive habits, which is, I think, at the end, ultimately what you need to do and you, need to want, you want to have. If you do that, people will do the change more and more naturally and uh, they won't have this temptation to, to go back to what they used to know, which is always something that can happen. So you need to monitor this. And one-time training is not enough. Ongoing coaching, I believe, is one of the key to make this happen also. So to put it in a nutshell, I think it's really about making sure that you drive this vision with your organization internally. It's also about breaking more and more the silos that you can have between teams, right? Sales, marketing, medical, and so on. They really need to collaborate. And if they do that, yes, make sure that you empower them, you train, you coach, and then you will see that the technology quite naturally will be here to support the overall vision. Well, that was beautiful summing up. I was going to ask you what's your top tip for the organization to achieve human transformation of digital HTTP engagement. And you just beautifully answered that. Thank I you. Hope, I hope it's enough. I'm not sure I can do more. <laughs> no, thank you, Sebastian. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you here. And thank you for sharing your insight. Um, I just wanted to close this um, wonderful interview by just sharing with our audience that in 2020, we developed Kimia Reset, which is a fun and engaging cloud-based training platform that focuses on the human uh, element of transformation of uh, HCP engagement. It has been described by some people as Netflix of formal sales training and has helped sales team across many countries to increase their confidence, double their face-to-face -face contacts and increase their digital interaction by as much as tenfold. So my, my kind of ask is if you are a leader and looking for a solution to help your team gain confidence and embrace digital tools, just get in touch with me and we would love to help you. Thank you.